Hello and welcome to this week's podcast for Mail Plus Health. I'm Dr. Max Pemberton, a doctor and Daily Mail columnist, and this is the final part of our special three-part podcast talking to Dr. Meg Arrell, a health psychologist with a particular interest in healthy eating and weight loss. So, Dr. Meg, we've touched upon this idea of kind of shrinkology. So, just just sort of briefly, just just if you can just sort of like define what that actually is, and then I want to go on to the um, to the, the personality types because I have a confession. I've I, I did it. So, so, so I, I've got my personality type. I'm slightly upset, but never mind. Oh, that <laughs> so just, means it was probably accurate. <laughs> I was like, how did you know? Anyway, so, so just explain them. What, what is, um, so what, what is this, this shrinkology? So it's really about understanding your own eating personality and being aware of the uh, behaviours related to this personality type because you can then use this information to find sort of eating plans that will really suit you and other um, hints and tips to be able to deal with any emotional drivers or habitual sort of drivers that lead to eating behaviour that perhaps you want to modify. So, so I will, <laughs> I will tell you. So, can so, I guess? So I did, can I guess? Go, go on then. <laughs> I was quite from surprised what, actually. I did it twice just to double check. <laughs> okay, so from what you've said, I I would say you were a rebel. Oh, how did you know? <laughs> <laughs> You're psychic. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just a psychologist. <laughs> That is right. You're right. I, I on nearly all of them, I I scored rebel, and then one of them I got soother, and then the other one was scrambler. Mm-hmm. Um, but so just just for listeners, just to kind of explain. So there's so there's these different personality types, and and, and it seems to be that so you, you there's these questions that you you, you answer about sort of scenarios and kind of you know sort of uh, things about your kind of eating habits and so on and then at the end of it um depending on what you've the majority of the the answers um that that's how you're kind of stratified then into one of these these personality types is that a kind of rough sort of explanation is that sort of fair do you think yeah yeah absolutely there's there's a longer version actually on the shrinkology website but there are there are six types so we have the gourmet the magpie the rebel the scrambler the soother and the traditional and it's just the majority of of questions in terms of which type you are because obviously we are complex human beings and most of us might have a little bit of soother within us too because of that association between caregiving and food but it is pretty accurate it is pretty accurate so so I'm not surprised that you're a rebel (laughs) so listeners can go to the website because obviously I'm sure everyone's going to rush there immediately (laughs) To find out what they are. <laughs> um, so, so, and we'll, we'll kind of maybe go into each one in a little bit now. But, um, but listeners can go then to your, to your website, um, and there's the, the the quizzes on there that they can do. So that's it's shrinkology.co.uk. That's where that's where people can go. Is that right? Absolutely, and it's free to do. You just you just go through the questions one by one. So then tell me. So let's start then. So gourmet. So tell me, do you know all the all the questions that related to gourmet? I thought, oh god, those people are really irritating because <laughs> I know I've, I've, got loads of, I've got loads of friends like that who kind of you know take a lot of you know very meticulous around their food and they really kind of you know it's a real kind of it's a real sort of symbol I think they really attach their character their personality to the, to sort of food and sort of you know going to farmers markets and all this kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. so to tell me a bit more about the gourmet. <laughs> And that's absolutely right. Actually, our eating personalities can be very tied in with our sense of self-identity. And it's, again, really important to sort of have that awareness to be able to perhaps modify it a bit so that we have the healthy eating behaviours that we want. 
But a gourmet, yes, okay, a gourmet loves to entertain and indulge. I mean, they will be the best dinner party host ever. Um, <laughs> even if they annoy you a little bit, you'll want to go to their house when we can because the food is always amazing and immaculate. They spend a lot of time thinking about food and where to source it and, and preparation. And it's a real sense of pride for them. And in that, in that sense, they will only consume what they see as the best ingredients. So they're quite particular about food and can be a little bit snobby sometimes, I would say. Because yeah, I've, got, I've got one friend in particular, actually. She will go home and she, at the end of a day, long day, she will go home and, and will cook for kind of an hour, two hours. And I just mm-hmm. think, God, you're, what? We, <laughs> I can't believe it. I'm like fish fingers in out done I can't and when she's sort of there you know and she you know, I mean it's a real and I've talked to her before about it and I've known I've known her you know nearly my whole life and she's and I, I'm just always astounded that she could be bothered because I think god you know she's she's a midwife and I think god you know a really hard stressful day isn't it worse like I do just want to eat food and then sort of you know, collapse on the sofa but actually she for her it's the process of kind of cooking of kind of thinking Mm. about the recipe about sort of getting unusual foods and trying different tastes and so on that's very much like sort of what she actually enjoys so rather than I'd sort of sit down you know have a fish finger sandwich um, I'm a bit worried about your fish finger addiction I love fish fingers I'm totally completely obsessed with fish fingers but and chicken nuggets as well my my favourite thing but anyway um, but you know I'd rather sort of just do something quick and easy Mm -hmm. um and then sort of and then have you know reward myself maybe with watching tv or whatever um for her um that is the reward at the end of the day which to me is a complete anathema i can't get that in my head but for her that definitely is but that's why not all eating plans or, or diets will work for everybody actually and that's why within shrinkology we have divided people into different categories because different things do work for different people and so for your friends the process of cooking the process of thinking about it she's probably thinking about it all day actually in between her very stressful patients um, and it offers her uh, an hour or two hours of relaxation in, yeah. in the evening cooking is actually really relaxing if you enjoy it I'm like you. I, I'm not. I'm not a master chef by any stretch of the imagination. But then again, I, I do eat more than fish fingers. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> but so so for your friend, the answer wouldn't be to just pop something in the microwave. That would be so against her sense of personal identity. Yeah. It, it would be a, a, a real sort of. Um, she just wouldn't stick to it, and that's the key: is being able to stick to something. So. Some type of intermittent fasting would be would be better for her. Even something like a 16-8 where you um, fast for 16 hours over a 24-hour period and only eat within the eight hours, she can still do one amazing meal a day, but then allow the body to be able to process that level. Um, so, so it's so, working so for her, with... So I was going to say, so for her... That it's kind of acknowledging. Do you know what? Your, that is your source of enjoyment and pleasure. Mm-hmm. And actually, if you if we come in and sort of say, look, you want to go on a diet, fine. You can't do that anymore. Actually, she, it's not going to be sustainable. So it goes back to what we were saying yeah. at the beginning, with like actually diets might work in the short term, but it's about that kind of how do you maintain something. And actually, yeah. for her, it's important for her to have that option. That, you know, that, that that option of being able to stand for two hours and do, do food prep and cooking. Um, so it's about finding a diet that fits in with her particular kind of likes and dislikes. 
Absolutely, because there is this real myth that a diet or losing weight should be painful. It, it's not about the no pain, no gain, because we need to develop new strategies to, to keep for life. And it shouldn't be a punishment. So if she enjoys that sort of routine and ritual of cooking, we know rituals are actually great for our mental health. It's just using that. So using her innate personality in a way that will work and keep her weight healthy over time. Absolutely. It's it's finding ways that fit in with you and not working against your innate personality patterns. So what's a what's a, what's a magpie? Okay, so magpies, they love shiny new things. Any shiny new diet plan or shiny new lifestyle plan, got to try it straight away. And we'll be in 100%, 1,000% and do it to the max. But actually, tomorrow, there's another new shiny diet or eating plan. And that's the difficulty. So flitting from one thing to another, never quite sticking to one thing, be, be, because actually just having that interest in all things about food and, and health. Magpies are quite health conscious too, but those messages can then get confused over time. And you're taking a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And actually then the, the diet is, is not great for healthy weight maintenance. And so, so what, what what sort of weight loss tips are good for them, or what what sort of diets would be would would work? What would you advocate for them? I would actually advocate something that is a little bit more complex for for a lot of people. Things that are very very easy are the way to go. But for a magpie, something that has that level of science and it takes some some thought. So something like a cert food diet can be really good. Um, what I would say with magpies is, is to try and veer away from some of the um, disordered eating around sort of intolerances and things like that because I've seen quite a few people go down those routes and they end up eating quite a lot of what I call Franken foods, which of course, you need specialist foods if you do have a specific sort of um, dietary disorder, but the vast majority of people won't probably. So to not go too down the medicalizing of food in that sense, but get something that has a little bit of science and, and stick really stick to it is, is the key. Um, and using other sort of more psychological techniques to stick to, to something like that is really beneficial because there's always going to be something new and shiny out there. <laughs> so it's about trying to just keep their focus on, on just one diet that, that they feel that there's a validity to that there's a kind of you know, science yes, science background absolutely. to it but and, and to not just keep flitting around from from one diet to the next and what about what's then so the next one's a soother yeah absolutely I think we're all a bit of a soother again yeah um, I put that I down I did I had one one of those questions <laughs> yeah <laughs> one of them yeah. uh, on the on the on the quiz uh, was definitely soother and it's because of those things we talked about, those dopamine hits, those, those associations between food and comfort, which we all have to, to a point. But actually, soothers tend to be people who often are, are caregivers them, themselves. They give a lot. They can be very compassionate people. They're very giving people. They're probably the person that you turn to whenever you're having a bad day. They're always there for everybody. And sometimes they don't prioritize their, their health and themselves enough. And what's and so what kind of diets would would be good for the, for the, for a soother? So soothers are, are, are social beings. Um, we all are, but soothers definitely are. So they derive a lot of their sense of self from their relationships with other people. So something that has that social support, 
a mechanism in it as well is really good, but you don't have to go on a specific plan per se. You could just set up a, a weight loss or weight maintenance group with your friends and buddy up. Having that level of social support is really important. Now, we do know that social support is one of the biggest predictors of long-term weight maintenance. Um, so it's fantastic for everybody in a sense, but Susan's in particular, what I would say, if you're a soother, don't try and give up the carbs because oh, this is interesting. I think yeah. lots of people are quite re- quite surprised and quite relieved to hear this. Well, again, because we do have this misconception that a diet or losing weight needs to be a, a, a torturous and painful, and it absolutely doesn't. Have some, but just just have a bit. And portion control is is really key here too. Don't try and deny yourself all the carbs because what will happen is when you're having a particularly tough day, then that will be just the go-to because you'll feel like you just can't bear it anymore. So perhaps to do something with some social support within it. So joining a weight loss club can be useful. There's online um, ways to do that now, of course. And making sure that you're sort of in it together with other people is really great for a soother. And what about then the group called traditional? Yes, so traditionals, they like rules, very sort of rule bound, as it were. And again, it's it's working with your personality characteristics and not against them. So for a traditional, um, looking at sort of government advice can be really good because they're, they're, they're quite clear and the guidelines are quite boundaried. It can be really good. Also to think about what you could also do in terms of changing your habits a little bit by nudging habits. So with a traditional who can be just a little bit rigid, just nudging the boundaries a tiny bit, trying perhaps a couple of new foods a week uh, because the traditional will want their meat and their two veg and their big portion of carbs and don't won't particularly want to move away from that. So just tweaking with the traditional, working with them to explore some other things, but in a safe way. One of the things that struck me is that sounds to be sort of older people maybe or kind of uh, certainly middle-aged people onwards who've got quite sort of set in their ways in the particular habits and routines and then find their weight slowly creeping up mm-hmm. but they would say well I'm eating the same thing so I, you know this I don't understand why my weight's going up um, and actually I suppose what you're suggesting is that there's so rather than having to drastically change their diet to just making sort of small tweaks to their diet Mm -hmm. because I think a lot of people's metabolism changes as they age and if you have this kind of traditional mindset or that sort of traditional personality type then then I think that must be quite difficult to suddenly think well hang on a minute I've got to I've got to you know I've got to overhaul all my diet because what I've been Mm -hmm. doing for years actually now isn't working for me. And again, having that awareness and and having the conversations about actually your bodies, you know, our bodies do change over time and it can get harder to maintain a weight, but also the acceptance that perhaps we're not going to be the same weight and the same size we were when we were a teenager in our early 20s. And that's actually okay. You know, that that's the level of acceptance can be really quite freeing and allow you to explore a bit more and sort of come out of those sort of rules around food. Absolutely. So now we come on to Rebel, which is me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to try to take it personally. So talk to me about this. (laughs) So Rebels, they're very much all or nothing. So 
Rebels that have some great qualities. You Hooray! can stick to, yeah, <laughs> you can stick to a really tough plan, not just a diet plan, but in lots of areas of your life. You can really push, push through. The problem is, though, is then when something happens, and it doesn't have to be a negative thing, it could be something really positive, like perhaps a night out, if we ever have them again, um, and have, you know, maybe one drink, and it's like, oh my God, well, I've had one, so I'm going to have 20. <laughs> so you just completely like, throw the baby out with a battle. This is my life. <laughs> <laughs> I've had one gin, gin and tonic. Why stop? Keep going. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But to use that, to use that personality characteristic for your health, that's what Stringology does. Let's capture these amazing qualities. So something like, again, an intermittent fasting can be great for that. Um, Dr. Zan Van Tullican, uh, who we love, has a book called How to Eat Well. And this is about really just having one meal a day, but it being spectacular. See, that would be quite wow. good for a gourmet too. But going idea. all out. <laughs> Um, because actually a rebel's willpower can be steely, but towards the end of the day, it can just go completely out the window, but it won't just go out the window a little bit. It will be full throttle by that point. This is, oh, Julie, that is so true. Because actually I can, I can be super healthy. Uh, so, you know, very, I'm very, very controlled during the day, but then sometimes in the evening, I just think, oh, well, that's it now. Particularly if, I mean, this is exactly what was happening during lockdown. Um, you know, then I'd have a, a dessert and I think, oh, well, now I have hot chocolate. Well, I have a glass of wine. Oh, let's have marshmallows in my hot chocolate. <laughs> it just goes on mm-hmm. and on. So, why not? So, <laughs> <laughs> well, five kilos extra later, we know why not. <laughs> yes, so, exactly. so, what you're saying is kind of actually kind of use, use that that sort of aspect of my personality that mm-hmm. actually I can be very controlled sort of use that to try and control the majority of my food um, mm-hmm. uh, during the day but then sort of allow myself to kind of then do, sort of indulge in the kind of all or nothing uh, thinking mm-hmm. at the, the end and go actually now I can sort of have a big splurge and that's okay absolutely because with the rebel you just never want to tell yourself you can't because that will just that the rebellious streak will be like well of course i can and again going back to um the smoking cessation because you told yourself if you just did the bubble black sheep um and still had that craving you would allow yourself to have that cigarette that's so important because we know things that are overly restrictive leads to that kind of all or nothing type behavior within the psychological research base it's actually called uh, what the hell that's actually within published papers it's what the <laughs> hell effect so if if you tell yourself you can't do something you're just going to push and rebel against it absolutely so the last the last one um is is the the scrambler mm-hmm. so what's what's mm-hmm. that I think a lot of people identify with this. It's someone who is super duper busy, often say with uh, juggling young kids, perhaps having aging parents that they need to um, care for as well, a job to just basically spinning every single plate you can think of and really being quite time poor. And uh, we, we talk a lot about sort of the, the cost of food, but we don't really talk about time and we can time 
I think is often more important than, than just the, the cost, because if we don't have enough time, it's going to be really difficult to prepare those meals that we know we should. And scramblers, they, they will often um, feed other people what is uh, quite, you know, really nutritious, healthy food, but just not make that effort for themselves because they're moving from one task to another task to another task. For a scrambler, you have to make it really easy for them, um, certainly within the weight, the initial weight loss phase, but then to encourage a bit more self-care too. So for a scrambler to make it really easy, there, there are loads of strategies, but one could be, for instance, to do some batch cooking at the weekend so that it's not, it's not time consuming the week. Delivery services are really great. I'm partnered with Jane Plan and they do deliver foods to your door that are all nutritionally balanced and portion controlled. So then the thought doesn't even have to be there. So if you're time poor, it can be a real lifesaver. Because actually, because I, I scored one of one, one of mine with, um, flagged up um, scrambler, um, and I certainly that is something that I I can identify with because I find myself often sort of just you know rushing around grabbing uh, food you know in between clinics and so on, and it's often food that I wouldn't necessarily advocate my even my patients trying. You know, I, I would kind of yeah. uh, I often sit looking and thinking, why why am I eating this? This is not at all healthy. And one of the ways I sort of try to get around that. Um, was firstly to sort of plan stuff beforehand. Mm -hmm. So kind of on a Sunday evening, kind of make, particularly Mondays and Tuesdays are particularly busy for me. So on a Sunday evening, I started sort of preparing my lunch myself. So it was kind of all done. And also I did actually for a couple of weeks, I had one of these kind of delivery companies where they sort of would deliver, deliver entire, the whole week's worth of food. Mm -hmm. um, and again, just so I would get home if I'd been sort of really tired. And rather than just kind of just re reaching for my fish fingers or whatever, <laughs> um, uh, it was all there in the fridge ready. You know, it's kind of nice salads and stuff like that it's all kind of done and prepared um and sort of exactly. made it much much easier it's all about planning for the scrambler yeah brilliant dr mick thank you so much that's been absolutely fascinating i've, I've really really enjoyed enjoyed these chats it's given me a real sort of in-depth insight i think into this role that our personality has on our eating um and it's also given me some top tips on on what i should be doing <laughs> after lockdown <laughs> ends <laughs> sort of harness my inner rebel <laughs> <laughs> Harness it, absolutely. It's been great talking with you, Max. Thank you so much. Thank you. And thank you to you at home for listening. Do head over to Dr. Meg's website, which is shrinkology.co.uk. Don't forget to subscribe so you know when the next podcast is released. You can find us on Spotify, Apple and Google. And whilst you're there, please leave us a review.